Hello and welcome to the hybrid podcast. You have not got Die Trying uh, introducing the podcast today. You've actually got myself, TMT, or Thomas Quinn Morgan, to those that know me better. Um, the podcast for today is actually a replay of one that we posted a little while ago on motivation and training single player, but it's something that we get asked about all the time uh, and there's some really nice points in there. Uh, so we thought we'd give that to you again today because we have something very special planned for you, which is a mini-series coming up next week, uh, which is going to be based on sleep. So that's going to be um, three, three or four parts, um, really going into sort of the ins and outs of what good sleep actually is, what we can do to actually optimize it, and why getting bad sleep is actually pretty terrible for your health. Um, so look forward to that one. The only other announcement I have for today is that the we have the handstand workshop in Bristol on Saturday the 26th of October at Sweatbox. There's still a few spaces for that if you want to get involved. Um, but other than that, please enjoy the episode. Um, so on with the podcast. Ali, fact of the day. Okay, so today's fact comes from another planet. <laughs> um, so... Have you ever thought about what makes Saturn's rings? Uh, I haven't. I wonder often. Yeah, well, <laughs> today I can tell you. It actually has been a, a ponderment of scientists for quite a while and was only actually <laughs> properly discovered uh, from the uh, Cassini missile, which took pictures around like last year. Is ponderment actually a word? Is it not? I don't know. Well, it's a great word. Hopefully. <laughs> I I'll probably be. know. I don't know. I've never heard it before. Ponderment. You just have to say it with enough confidence. Yeah. yeah. You said it with a lot of confidence. Yeah, to be fair. exactly. You just should have answered Tom when he asked. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. obviously, idiot. Well, if it's not, it is now. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's not, people know what I mean, so it kind of should be a word. Mm. That's how urban dictionaries are made, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, so, Saturn's rings are actually a lot um, younger than Saturn itself. And so Saturn's like four billion years old or whatever. And if its rings were actually that old, they wouldn't reflect light because they would be really dirty because the, the um, space is full of du like dust. Not dust that's in um, the amber spyglass. What? But just like actual dust. Yeah. <laughs> and it would make them dirty so they wouldn't reflect light so well so you wouldn't be able to see it with a telescope. Um, and so what um, Saturn's rings are, are the remnants of a moon an icy moon that got too close and then got ripped apart by the tidal forces and held next to Saturn by um, Saturn's like immense gravity, but pulled into a, a ring. So it's just essentially like blocks of ice that are formed into this flat ring. Some of them are like completely minuscule and some of the particles are like, or some of the parts of ice are like as big as a house. Some of them are tiny and it's just pulled into that ring. That's cool, isn't it? That is cool. That is very cool. Um, I spent on it. It's just just one moon, just pulled like really, really flat. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, good fact. Good that's fact. A great fact. That's one of my favourites, actually. I think so much so and that I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like a big um, bit of a, a like a bigger block um, clears a path. Yeah. And so, like, if you look at Saturn's ring, some of them are like really, really close. Yeah, yeah, and then some of them are actually one one big like block has just cleared 
like a space. So it's almost like a. It's like straighted. Yeah. That's so imagine like a mi- the, the middle bit of a motorway, like a bit in the middle. Yeah. Like clears the space. I wonder how many people are sitting at home just like pondering <laughs> this like we are. <laughs> it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, very cool. I, um, I very don't have anything pithy or sarcastic to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. That's Thank it? you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go on with the podcast then. So we had a question which we thought we'd um, we'd address. Tom, gonna read out the question. Actually, um, it well, it was a voice note. It was a voice note. Yeah. Um, it was basically to do with sort of motivation around training, and um, so Dave, who asked the question, basically he's played a lot of sports through his life. So he used to play rugby. Um, he's recently been competing a lot in BJJ, but he's I think he broke his coccyx or um, he's got a hurty hurty tailbone anyway oh, bum <laughs> yeah um and he was just asking bum bums okay, <laughs> <laughs> he was just asking uh how we stay motivated for training um and potentially looking at goal setting because he just sort of said like now he's out of that kind of team environment where training has a specific purpose and he he, he is someone who loves training he's just saying like when he's busy with work and things like that He's going into the gym and kind of just feeling a bit meh. Um, meh, yeah, it's a technical term. Um, and how do how do we stay sort of motivated to train? Mm-hmm. And is there any advice we could give him? Um, we thought this was quite a nice topic for um, for the podcast because there's probably quite a few quite a few bits in here that'll be applicable to everyone. Yeah, it's like an excellent question, really, but it's. It's a really hard one to quantify how to stay motivated or like to say exactly where your desires to train or whatever come from. But like a lot of people go through exactly what Dave's been through and like you play a team sport or you play a sport or do an activity with people and then for whatever reason, you know, you stop going, you you, you finish school or um, you get injured and you can't play anymore. You just stop doing that sport that gave you so much, but not just from like a training. Um, obviously, we know all the benefits of training, whether that's um, physically and um, like mentally. But not only that, you get a massive um, social element of all team sports or yeah. combat sports or those sort of things because you're just in an environment around other people that are on the same journey as you. So you so you feel so that that's like a basic human need. And you have that filled. And as soon as that's removed from you, you you kind of lose that. And if like you're like most people have their friends at work, um, and then you know, like your family and like a couple of best friends, and that's and that's kind of it. And if you spend a lot of time with people that you train with or people that you were doing that sport with, and that's suddenly removed, that's it's gonna it's so hard to then stay motivated to keep doing that thing. And so that's where like Finding something that you enjoy doing is vital um, and something that you can hopefully do with other people is like really, really important. Um, but like Dave was saying, he just hasn't got the time to to train multiplayer because that would be our first, like my first bit of advice is like just just try. It's really, really, really hard to do, but just try and find some people that you can play with um, 
if you can't do that, then we'll go, we're going to go into some like potential ways of staying motivated otherwise. But it, it doesn't necessarily just come from training. You have to make sure that you've got like people that you can talk to, do stuff with in a lot of a lot of aspects of your life. And if it's just like, you know, you've only got the people that you work with um, and it's like um, the people that you are like your family and there's no connections that you've got there that are out of your personal choice, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Like you haven't then, then then that's something that like you, you need and there's no way around that. I don't think. Yeah, no, definitely. Like you can, you, there just isn't a way around that. You need that other human connection, like in it, and and it's essential. And if you've lost that from doing jujitsu, um, fucking do some press ups in the jujitsu room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's obviously a bit tongue in cheek, but you do need that. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose in terms of like just taking training on its own, um, and asking us how we stay motivated, is it's a little bit like it's assuming that we're always motivated, mm-hmm. which I think we, we sort of covered it. We went over a bit of our like backgrounds and stuff a few episodes ago, but like me definitely, and I know, I know both of you as well, but I'm definitely not motivated 100% of the time to like always train. Um, and it is like something that I struggle with since not playing sport anymore. Um, so definitely like firstly, don't think that they're, is an answer and if you find you know it's the same as anything there isn't like a magic bullet to it you're not always going to feel motivated so potentially like the first step is just accepting that sometimes it's not going to be as fun as it as it wants to as you used to find it mm-hmm. um so that you don't beat yourself up for like not wanting to do it um because that, that's something i struggled with before like because training's always been such a big part of my life for like, the last few years i go through periods where I'm not enjoying it all of a sudden I'm like well if I don't enjoy the one thing I used to like enjoy the most like I used to feel bad for like not enjoying my training Mm -hmm. Um, but I think if you just start by accepting that you're going to go through times like that like training isn't always going to be like the funnest thing you can do um, it's like starts preparing you a bit for that yeah definitely I mean like there's a lot of um, science around motivation and the guys at um habitry have been into this plenty of times and i think um they've got a podcast actually which we can link below but um there's three fundamental things that you need to create a motivating environment whether that's for you or for a client or whatever but like i says regardless of the science around it you're gonna go through times where you feel a bit shit and do you know what like if you could if you named out of 10 how many times at the start of a session you actually wanted to train, you know, there'd be probably one time where you fucking really didn't want to do it and you don't do it. There'll be two or three times where you, you know, you don't really want to do it and you just do a bit of it. There'll be, you know, two or three times where you feel kind of like you're okay and you just, just, you go through the motions and you enjoy it. And there'll be maybe one or two where you're like, yes, I cannot wait to train and you absolutely have an amazing session. That's like one or two out of ten sessions where you actually need no external factor, externally motivating thing to just get in there and do an excellent job. Whereas the other times you sort of like had to do the you had to do the things um, that put you in the right environment to, to train. 
get yourself to the gym and just do your warm up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like just do the first four ex three exercises in like an A one, A two, A three format. Yeah. And then see if you want to finish. Yeah. So there's like so it's okay and it's really normal to not feel like um you want to train all the yeah, time like really tied yeah. up for that actual mm -hmm. session in and of itself it's just like one of the one of the things that can be particularly like demotivating over time is when you don't see progress and like progression mm -hmm. um but obviously it's sort of counterproductive because one of the best things you can do to just guarantee progress in the long run is to be consistent and go and train so developing a habit of going to the gym and training is going to be one of the best things you can do and just turning up sometimes will at least keep you in that habit and make it much more likely that in the long run you're going to start making progress because it's really really like hard when you're going through times where it's always stop start with your training because you'll likely always be squatting the same weight for the same reps every time you come back to that squat session and then you just feel like you're sort of stuck in a in a rut every time you start training again so just training consistently is one of the best things you can do to make sure that it doesn't run out. Yeah, definitely. Like as soon as you stop just turning up, it makes turning up in the future so much harder. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just sort of fall out of the fall out of the habit of just just being there, just showing up, just doing a little bit. It makes coming again so so tough. Yeah. Is that um example like loads of people use it to like show how important habit is? Is it Jerry Seinfeld? like a really really successful comedian um and everyone's like how do you keep writing such good jokes and he literally just says a like a calendar but he writes a joke every day all he's got to do is write like it can be the shittest like knock knock joke ever but he just has to write jokes every day and he just crosses that off um and obviously in the long run that's added up to him having if, if he writes one good joke every 10 days to like go back to ali's example that's a fuck of a lot of really funny jokes by the by the end of the year mm -hmm. And that adds up to like a stand-up show. And it's the same with like training, just doing it all the time will just ensure that, um, or make it much more likely that you're going to be able to progress. And it's progress in the gym that's actually the fun part of it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Slightly, slightly similar, but slightly different to what Ali said. Like, it's, it's kind of meeting your expectations and like particularly with body weight stuff, when you're tra with training that, sort of, that side of things, it's like, you can't expect to be at the same level like every day you go in and train it. It's like some days you'll be a little bit worse, some days you'll be a little bit better. Most of the time you just be bang average um, and your performance will kind of go up and down like that as well as your kind of like motivation to go and train. So like going in with the expectation that like every session is going to be is going to be great and every session is going to be excellent is, is like is actually a terrible idea. Um, like most sessions are average, but like I said, it's it's that consistency of showing up, like over time, putting that time into it. That's what will have like the biggest impact. And I think like obviously all three of us are slightly different, and like our backgrounds are slightly different, and that sort of thing. Um, and we we've spoken about it before, but for me, sort of like one of my biggest whys is sort of that that physical freedom, having sort of like knowing what it's like when you're really debilitated and, and have an injury. Um, training is one of the things that has helped me get to the point where like I don't really feel my need day to day like sometimes yeah it's a little bit stiff and that sort of thing and you could argue that some sort of like the level of training that we do maybe pushes the boundaries of that a little bit so like a competition like national fitness games or that sort of thing but for the most part it's like 
like I know just going in and doing some movement, all my joints are gonna feel better. And having had injuries, that's so, so important to me because that that's like that allows me to enjoy everything else that I do, whether that's going for a bike ride, whether it's going for a run, whether it's just like just doing day to day stuff. And that that's sort of like that's sort of the biggest thing for me that probably keeps me showing up all the time. Just like knowing how shit I've felt in the past when I've not not been able to do that. So it's kind of like a, a little bit of kind of a, of a of gratitude thing, but also like it like having had serious injuries, as as I'm sure Dave knows, it's like it is really shit because you're yeah. not able to do a lot of the stuff that you do day to day that you take for granted. Yeah, it does. It does. Like it sucks, doesn't it? When you have yeah. Injuries like we all we all uh, are fully aware of how badly it sucks having injuries that stop you being able to play. Um, I think like one of the other things Dave specifically said was how it, like it's that one player training that's particularly hard because mm-hmm. um, obviously we are for the most part, like most days, in a very nice position that we get to train, like the three of us, or at least two of us generally yeah, are always training, um, which is like, we're, we are well aware of how lucky we are for that. Um, but I suppose like, so trying to come up with things that we think would help one player is is potentially like a little bit unfair because we have that massive luxury, but that is, that's actually one of the main reasons we did create Hybrid because yeah. we were we were all in that situation of training one player for quite a while before we met and we're aware of how much better our training has been since we started sort of trying to create that community. Um, So trying to find like-minded people, even if it's not in person, but like being active within some sort of training community. Um, And it doesn't have to be hybrid. There's like probably, there's other communities out there, other programs that you could probably be part of or just like Facebook, anything you can do. There's like the internet is excellent for connecting people. Um, there are other people that like do actually think the way you think and love training as well. Mm-hmm. So even if that it's not in person, being like trying to actively be part of a community is probably going to be as helpful as like the next best thing to um, finding people in person to train with. Yeah, definitely. Like I find that whenever I train on my own, I am like actively on my phone loads more doing loads more videos and uploading those videos to instagram um going through my training because you sort of feel like you're not single player yeah yeah um a little bit more and probably like just for general content purposes should should do it when i'm when we're all training together yeah but you know what i mean like it gives you like a little bit of um so as part of hybrid like we've got our uh like whatsapp groups where people take loads of videos of themselves training upload them into that group and then everyone can like it you know, it, it's for feedback purposes mainly, but the reality is 30, like 35 other people see you doing some stuff on the rings yeah. and they see your progression on the rings. Um, so it makes you want to show them the next time. Oh, look what I'm, I'm, I took on. Um, and, and the great thing is that everyone gives each other advice. And it's like I, t- I took on Jane's advice and I can now do this yeah, skin yeah, the yeah. cat really, really nicely. Have a look at this, Jane. And it's like, that's what you would say if she was there. Yeah. Unfortunately, she isn't. <laughs> yeah. But it does give you that um, that feel that you are well, not, not even a feel like you are part of a a community that's bigger than yourself. That is everyone supporting each other through, and yeah. um, and that's really really valuable. Yeah, and it's motivating seeing other people mm. go through that process as well. I think like Definitely. seeing like video feed, like someone post a video of something they weren't able to do before. That like that always sort of gives me yeah. a bit of a kick up the ass mm-hmm. but like, actually like 
I could probably do a little bit more of this or I could mm -hmm. do a little bit more of that, like regardless of what it is. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. When you see, um, regardless of what level someone's at, when you see them working hard, making improvements, it gives it gives you so much motivation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I know, like, I have the luxury of usually getting to train with one of you boys most days. Um, and, that, and I still find, like, that extended community like gives me a bit of a kick up the ass mm. um when i sort of like go through those those periods as well just have the odd session where you can't be bothered um so there is probably a community out there that that you can find um it doesn't have to be hybrid but finding a community of people who are training the way you want to train um even if it's not in person is probably like the next best thing you can do and then yeah. you've always got I suppose this is just like off the top of my head. There are obviously other outlets, like Tom was saying, that the physical freedom um, is like a big part of the reason why he still turns up consistently and trains. So there's all those other sort of supplementary activities like bike riding, going for runs and stuff. And there are definitely 100%, even if you don't know them yet, communities of people near you that do that in groups. So if nothing else, you just want to be around people that are doing a bit of fitness, go to a park run on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they're excellent, especially now it's summer. Yeah. They're so much fun, and there's hundreds of people doing them. Yeah. Um, so even if you just turn up to that, just just to, even if you don't even talk to people, like just to be around people doing the same thing, it's like such a sick atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, or like cycling clubs, anything like that, where you're sort of just using your fitness, like Tom was saying how nice it is to be able to go for bike rides and stuff now after his injuries and how much he appreciates that but you can integrate that with finding a community of people yeah no you, like um finding people is obviously an excellent idea yeah um and that is probably like unfortunately that is the, the first piece of advice basically mm -hmm. and is try to find people who yeah. you can play with yeah definitely like i mean if you think about the um like self-determination theory states that there's three things that humans need to to create a mo an environment that's motivating to, to themselves. And being around people is one of those three key things. And I'm feeling like you belong around those people. So like belonging is a fundamental thing that you have to just, just, just have to have as a human. And then you need to have some autonomy. So the feeling that you can kind of do that thing. And then you also need to have a little bit of, um, sorry, the, the feeling that you're in control of that thing. Um, so like you're, you're in charge of your own actions. And then finally, <clears throat> A little bit of, well, you need to have some competence as well. So, the feeling that you actually are in control, um, put me on no, the feeling that you are <laughs> <laughs> able to do the thing, yeah. Um, and so, um, those three things are really, really key. But, like you said, like just you need to feel like you belong or, or, or have some people around you that you can that you can play with. But, just some things that like I use personally when I've got a train on my own. Um, so those three things there are fundamental for like your own intrinsic motivation for like, the rest of your life. But that doesn't mean that you can't use like externally motivating things from for the for, for the short term yeah. to, to do the thing. So like training in a different place gives me loads of motivation. Yeah. If I go into like a, a different gym, it does. They 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 feel they can feel a little even like I feel a little bit intimidated sometimes in a, in, a, in a new gym. But like the actual going into a busy gym where there's loads of people creates an atmosphere that I want to train in, regardless yeah. of what that gym is. Even, even if it's busy, it's like, I don't care, I'll just do some bodyweight bits in here. Like, it's so much more motivating than doing some bodyweight bits at home. Yeah. 
So like I would use that, um, and I do use that a lot. If I'm ever at my mum's house, there's a there's a, a a gym group close, and I think oh, I'm just gonna go train there, and because um, I know it's gonna be busy regardless what time of day it is, and it'll make me want to train. So I'll go there and train. Um, if I also know that I'm gonna have to train single player at some point, I'll do it as early as possible, um, so that the longer I leave it, if it's if it's past like. 12, 1 o'clock, and I haven't trained yet, <laughs> I won't train, especially if I'm on my own. Yeah. Um, and so if I can fit it in before that, whether it's before coaching or um, then I'll just do that as well. And then finally, like, get some pre-workout um, <laughs> for those times as well. Yeah, yeah. And just like, because then you get a bit more of a buzz and, you, and if you take pre-workout and sit down and you do fuck all, you're like, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> so you just you just do a little bit anyway. So they're, they're like three sort of like external things that I use in at times when I don't really when I know I don't want to train, yeah. and every time that like, you have a great session. Yeah, um, and I suppose this is again like this is for those one-off times where maybe motivation is is really really lacking. It's that it's the time where you really can't be asked. But I always find so like opposite to you, I find those kind of gym those in gym environments personally I find like quite demotivating. Mm-hmm. But I know if I'm going to go do them, I need to go in with a very very like quite a simple set plan otherwise i will faff for 40 mm. minutes and get nothing out of it so if you're finding if the option is going to be between going to the gym and getting a bit of a pump on for me or not going i will always just go to the gym and do some dumbbell bench and curls at least i feel like i have done a little bit and the chances are then that i might end up doing a little bit more so if you're finding i think it's always a good idea to have a couple of like two or three backup sessions that you can do in pretty much any gym you go to or any environment um, just to get that box ticked. Yeah. Other things as well, it's like, like we said about just, just turn up and do your warm up. Like yeah. it, it, it could literally be like that, like that is your tick box. Yeah. It's like the Absolutely. go in and do like the absolutely easiest thing for you to do. One push up a day, isn't it, mate? Yeah. One push up <laughs> a day, mate. Um, so that that that's something you can do, and also like I, I personally find if I'm training on my own, I tend to faff a lot more. So doing stuff on a timer yeah. um, helps a lot as well to actually like make sure you get sort of quality into your session without it taking two hours and you feeling like you've not done anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then a well, big thing as well is like some sorry mate. So sometimes um, you can just not train. Yeah. If you really don't want to. It's okay, not to. Yeah, 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 for sure. You're gonna say, mate. Um, I was gonna say what um, Dave mentioned, um, setting like a short-term goal, like yeah. signing up to national fitness games mm. or something like that. What's your opinion of that? So I think ha- again, having that like external motivating factor is re- can be really useful. But I was saying to you the other day, um, TMT, that like um, the reality is having the having NFG coming up did make me do. A couple more conditioning sessions over the course of like the sort of like the two months because I was, it, I, for whatever reason, you know you're like oh there's no way I'm turning up and not being as like as fit as I can be, but the reality is it gave me about five or six extra sessions. Yeah, I mean that's not much, is it? But then you like, do you think that would be different for someone like obviously Dave trains consistently, but someone who doesn't like train consistently at the moment, do you think having a goal like that would have more of an impact? So I think if you don't train consistently currently, you probably shouldn't do a really hard <laughs> because but, it's only going to make your training harder. Yeah, but then, but then that's like a lot of people do use that to motivate themselves mm-hmm. in terms of like, ah, oh, I, I don't do anything, so I'm going to sign up for 
a marathon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think that's a really bad, um, bad way to get into, to try and motivate yourself to do something because not only will you feel like loads more pressure to train, you're stopping, you, 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 you're less likely to enjoy the time that you do spend doing something that's really, really great for you. Um, and when, I mean, like, if you're one of those few people, like it depends on who you are, of, of, of course, like to say, no, it's a bad idea is, is, is a terrible thing to say, really. I mean, that was, but, but like for some people, like a few, a select few percentage of people that, that is a really, really good thing. And they'll just like keep setting the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. Yeah. And, and, they, and that's what they want to do. And that's what they need. Yeah. And that's cool. And like, if you're one of those people, then, and and then by all means, just if that's the way you want to stay, like you, you want to stay motivated then, then great. And you should definitely do, definitely do that. Um, and I suppose you only really find that out by, by doing. Um, so, you know, you could like Dave could set the target of doing NFG, doing hybrid games, <laughs> setting, bringing a team to hybrid games, and then um, using that as an external factor to motivate himself. And if and if that's really successful, then just keep doing that. Um, but personally, and I know for like for a lot of clients that I work with, um, and just like friends, that wouldn't motivate many people. Yeah. In fact, it would demotivate a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I personally find, like, doing doing events at like that, I find it quite, act, like, stressful. Mm-hmm. So the process leading up to it um, does definitely does not make me more likely to train and potentially makes me less likely to train. It actually makes your knees explode, doesn't it? It does make my knees explode, yeah. <laughs> Signing up for National Fitness Games <laughs> is terrible for my knee health. Yeah. <laughs> um, Made you have asthma as well, didn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little bit. No, that was. But a, yeah, that was I have. Right. Um, yeah, like I really don't like having stuff like that on the horizon. I don't think, which I don't, I don't necessarily think it means that I should always avoid it because you should sometimes do things like that. But um, I think if if you're the type of person that finds big goals motivating and you're always driven to do them, you know that already most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case you're probably not having this conversation because you've probably got a fucking ultra marathon on the horizon that you've already signed up for. Um, but so if you're the type of person who doesn't think that those those big goals are going to really do it for you, then I, I think like having goals that are more process orientated is probably a better goal. It's a better idea for most people. So doing like just ticking the box, be it like three times a week for some people, or like every day doing something for other people. Is probably a better idea in the long run. So yeah. What is, a, my th- what is a process goal? So that'd be like going to the gym three times a week, mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm gonna lose X amount of weight or do this event, um, because you can't always control the outcomes of things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can always do your best to control the process. Absolutely. I think I think like like those things building that it's like if you just have a basic checklist of things that you want to hit with training, whether that's like you want to just maintain your strength for barbell stuff. You're not that fussed about actually progressing it, but there's something you're really, really enjoying at that time, whether that's like cycling, running, bodyweight stuff, anything like that. You can absolutely just like the amount of volume that you need to do to maintain where you are with like some aspects of your training is actually not that much. So you can, if there's something you like, you're really enjoying doing at that time, focus most of your time on that and then just tick the boxes on the other bits that you want to sort of maintain. 
Um, because you'll you'll be able to maintain like your level of strength, your level of muscle mass, that sort of stuff, with actually not loads and loads of volume. And then if you want to come back and do more, but like build more strength or build more muscle mass or anything like that, then you've you've still got that sort of base there to do it. Yeah, the reality is, if you want to just maintain muscle and strength, you can quite easily do that with two to three hard sets um, of that per like per body part, uh, two times a week. And that's probably more than most people would need to be honest, just to maintain. Yeah. That's I mean the reality is that's you could do that in forty five minutes. Yeah. Twice a week, like and then you can just target all that time into whatever the whatever it is you like like you want to do, whether it's running, bodyweight stuff, um jujitsu without hurting each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bad for handstands, also. Oh, it was a bad time. So this, right, this time last year, maybe a little uh, bit, a little bit later. A little bit later, we did um, jujitsu like two times a week, three times a week for a month, and I couldn't do a handstand. <laughs> I couldn't work it out. Just so beaten up around like Just neck and traps. Terrible with balancing on my hands. <laughs> couldn't do one. <laughs> It's because you fought so hard every time you put <laughs> triangles and it just tapping. That's true. Shaolin triangled me for fun every time. The angriest I've ever seen Ali. <laughs> we were uh, rolling and I got him in a triangle and I could see the rage building up in him. <laughs> and he was either going to get un- choked unconscious or... Um, be really horrible to me that's why i let him go but i've never seen ali actually get anywhere near that angry before no it's quite funny it was very amusing i, he, I did i was very good and didn't laugh at him at the time though because of the anger ali's really funny when you when you do roll with him because he's like he's always like so aware of hurting you but then if you get if he gets a little bit hurt then yeah. there's the, there's no stopping him yeah it's like not fun to roll with actually an angry baby gorilla <laughs> Um, yeah, so there is a little bit of rambling on the topic, Dave. Um, I'm not sure that anything there will actually, like, obviously 100% answer the question, but I think that's because, unfortunately, there there isn't, like, just a, a straight answer to it. Um, different things will work for different people. So I suppose as, like, a rundown of the things we've recommended, um, if we can remember any of what we've just said. <laughs> <laughs> like... Point one, do your best to try and find some people that want to play with you. Um, there probably are some, because that is that is like the most useful thing, is just having people that do pick you up when you can't be bothered. Definitely. Um, point one, what else did we talk about for point two? Uh, just show up and do something. Yeah, yeah, tick the boxes. <laughs> tick the boxes. You're always better off turning up, even if it's just to do the warm-up, because that at least is going to get you there, and the likelihood is just really really increased then of you actually sort of progressing over time which keeps going to the gym motivating do things you want to do yeah yep. always do things you want to do rather than feeling the need that you have to do things that you don't want to do mm-hmm. um and do things that um you know if you're really unmotivated do things you're good at yep. or better at like yep. don't feel like if you're in a if you're unmotivated don't start trying to learn loads of new things because you will quickly be feel frustrated and won't want to keep doing those things. And that's, even if you're on like a quest to get really cool, um, excellent bodyweight skills, 
it's okay to not try and get better like on a yeah. day. Yeah. It's okay to miss your skill block if, if you just think that, do you know what, today I just want to do things that I'm good at. Cool. That's fine. It might be it might be going for a run, might be going for a ride or walk, it might just be like what you know, whatever it is. Um that's totally fine. Definitely. Cool. Is that all the intrinsic things? I think anything else for you? nothing off the top of my head. And then just yeah. And then just find some things that are externally motivating to you. Yeah. Like like we've been through these, yeah. these are all different person to person. Um and fall back on those if and when you need to. Yeah. Just yeah, make definitely. it as easy as possible for yourself to do. Like I, I suppose and the other one was like have a have a couple of like go to sessions or a go to like a sort of a bare minimums like a program so if you're going through a phase where you really can't be bothered or you're focusing on other things or there's other things happening in your life like you're stressed have like a really basic three day a week program that that is just your go to if you can't so you're not always thinking of what to do um, so for me it would be just like put some heavy metal on and do some curls because mm. I, <laughs> I know I'm going to feel good at the end of it I find that so motivating <laughs> <laughs> it's about the opposite of motivation yeah <laughs> Put on some really angry metal and just do kills for half an hour. <laughs> no wonder your I, arms are so massive. Sounds mate. like a fucking excellent <laughs> session. I would literally, I think I do four reps of like a fifteen RM and stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing kills so much. <laughs> they make me feel very competent. Mm. <laughs> well, that's exactly it, isn't it? That's what you need. Um, so thank you very much for the question, Dave. I I sort of hope it did help a little bit. Um, if anyone else has any questions as well, we can answer them in a similar fashion. Very concise. Very concise. <laughs> we actually did have quite a few more questions. We can them. call yeah. um, episodes like this the magic bullet. Oh, for the hybrid quickie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hybrid quickie. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> so what, this is, what a terrible idea a magic bullet is? Or what a terrible idea a quickie is? No, 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 this is, is. No, there's no, no terrible ideas. This is no. the hybrid quickie with the magic bullet. Yeah. Here's <laughs> your magic bullet, Dave. Here's your bullet. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, please give us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> and share us with all of your friends and tell us how much you like us because we like to hear that. It's so hot in this sound den. <laughs> it yeah, is. My ears are really hot. <laughs> we've created a sound den slash sauna. So, um, we shall see you all next week. Bye bye. Bye Cheerio. bye.